Hello and welcome to the Achieve Today podcast where you will learn valuable insights, tips that work, and expert advice on how to awaken your greatness and overcome your limiting beliefs. Today, I am here joined with our newest addition to Achieve Today, but definitely not new to the coaching arena, Mr. Ben Ellis. Ben, how are you? I'm very well, thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, I am thrilled because not only do you, at least from talking to you, not only do you have experience in personal development and mindset, kind of the core curriculum of Achieve Today, but you also have some real expertise in business development and some kind of guidance in helping people to start their business, to grow their business, and things of that nature. That's so correct. we're excited to talk to you. And I know a lot of people, a lot of our audience are looking for, for these kind of ideas. But today we're gonna to be focusing on decision-making because I feel like that's one of the core fundamentals of starting a business. You gotta make the decision to do it. So let's just jump right into this. And you're new here, so I kind of want you to just give us an introduction. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, some of the ideas, your background, and some of the things that motivate you today. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, a little bit about myself. I was actually born in Colorado, uh, but I've moved around a lot. Uh, I'm the third of seven children. Um, Like I said, I moved around a lot, and that came with uh, some challenges, but I think I had a relatively happy childhood. Um, I actually moved, I think, my junior year in high school, which was a very, very tough move from a very large city in Southern California to a small town in the smack dab middle of nowhere in Wyoming in a graduating class of 16 people. Uh, So it was a very, very interesting, interesting time for sure. Uh, But uh, I went to college. I actually have uh, uh, two degrees. One of them is in uh, aviation and I wanted to be a pilot my entire life and uh, dedicated my entire life to flying airplanes and I wanted to be a commercial airline pilot forever. And uh, in getting two degrees and one of them in aviation, that came with a lot of student loan debt. And so it was in six figures. I had $110,000 in student loan debt. And uh, three months after I graduated and after dedicating my entire life to becoming a commercial uh, airline pilot, I actually uh, developed a neurological condition and was unable to fly airplanes anymore. I actually had a grand mal seizure. They revoked my medical, so I can't fly airplanes anymore. Three months after um, uh, I had that seizure, my first student loan payment was gonna be due. And I had no job and no way to pay that back. Um, uh, Not only that, but my anti-seizure medication meant that I gained a whole lot of weight. So I had no job. I had uh, six figures in student loan debt and I was 300 pounds and, and no way to pay it back. And so I was fat and poor. And not only that, but I also developed a spinal deformity. And so I had health issues like crazy. Uh, but since then, uh, I have paid off all of my debt, including my house. I'm completely debt free. I've lost 125 pounds and I've kept it off. Wow. And so, and my back has never been straighter and it's never been stronger. Dang. Wow. Okay. So then that's super condensed version of my life, but, yeah. uh, but that's just a small introduction about me and I'm sure people are going to get to know me a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and, and we're excited to kind of get you on and, and obviously you've agreed to be on the camera, which yeah. we're always thrilled about <laughs> to have more coaches in front of people. So, you know, that's, that's a fascinating story. It sounds like you've gone from probably some of the lowest points in your life to really 
overcoming that and making some decisions obviously along the way. So I remember yesterday we, we were talking about different concepts that you're really comfortable with, mm -hmm. right? With coaching people and, and with talking about, and one of the things was decision-making. Yeah. And so what does that mean? What does that entail? And, and how do you specifically help people with that? So much of what I do is I actually help people uh, in their businesses, uh, in, in starting their businesses, in maintaining their businesses, in, in growing them into a self-perpetuating, self-managing uh, 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 state. Okay, that's, that's the, the big main goal. And a lot of times people get into this realm of this analysis paralysis where really an inaction takes place. And, and really, uh, the art of making a decision is really the art of taking an action, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's really what we're trying to do. And while I was talking to people on the phone, it, it became a mystery to me where I would talk to someone on the phone and we would have a motivational call. Yeah. We would talk about these concepts and we would, we would give uh, these, these uh, lessons and we would say, you know, this is what you have to do. And they would get it and they would say, yes, I want to do that. And they would be motivated. And then in the next call, they would say, I was so scared to do something. I didn't want to um, uh, do it wrong. And so I was trying to think of all these things like, why are they just not getting it? Why are they not doing it? The last phone call was awesome. Yeah. You know, like what, what was it? And I've been trying to crack that code. Like, how can I teach them these concepts and, and teach them what, you know, all these things that work and what was the disconnect? You know, why are they not taking this action? And it was uh, frequently, you know, I got to this point and I just wanted to wait until we talked because I didn't want to do it wrong. Mm. And so it's, it's been this analysis paralysis and trying to crack this code on what are you not doing? Why do you need me to help you, mm. right? And so that's kind of been uh, the mission uh, into helping people, you know, make the decision and really taking the action because those terms are synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so let's, I mean, let's get right into it because you talk about that disconnect, right? Of the, the motivation. And we get that a lot here. You know, people go to seminar, seminars and events all the time. Two weeks later, they find themselves in the same position they were before the, before the event. And so let's break that down. Like what, what's the secrets? Like what are a, a few tips or tools or ways that someone can take motivating content and turn it into action. Okay, well first off, let's just dispel the myth that it takes intelligence to be a good decision maker in the first place, okay? Because everyone in this room or everyone who's watching this, yourself included, we know that intelligence does not mean that you are a good decision maker. I know that diet and exercise is a good decision, right? Yeah. We know that. that, that makes sense. We know that intelligence, uh, that, that it makes sense to, to uh, eat right and to exercise, but we don't accidentally find ourselves munching on carrots and celery all day. We don't trip and fall and say, wow, it looks like I just ran 10 miles on a treadmill, yeah. right? That doesn't happen. <laughs> right. It's not by accident that those behaviors happen. Right. In fact, today, um, I ate, uh, and you know this, I ate a taco that was too big for me. Right. That was something that that, that happened today at lunch. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and 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 so we see that it's not intelligence that plays a factor in decision making. That's not what it is. Right. So we have to dispel that myth. So I want to break it down into two 
uh, uh, categories here. We're going to call it kings and canines. Okay? okay? Now, I don't pretend to be a scholar in the Hebrew language, but I find that the Hebrew language has a certain poetry to it because when you break down the words, they mean something. And so the word for king, and I'm going to butcher this, is, is uh, melech or something close to that. And each of those sounds, me, le, and ke, um, mean brain, uh, heart, and body in that order. Me, le, ke, melech. Okay? And so when you talk about a king in the Hebrew language, it means that they actually organize their decisions brain first, then heart, then body. Okay? And so when we uh, come across people who make decisions in that order, when they think with their brain first, then they use their heart to validate that, uh, that thought. And then only at the last moment, when they use their, their body to, uh, to, to uh, suppress those appetites in the appropriate time, then they are seen as royalty. We all know those people who act emotionally, right? Who go crazy and act with their heart first. They are the ones with road rage. They are the ones who give uh, people the silent treatment. They are the people who act irrationally. And those are the people who, after the fact, regret it, right? right? Yep. And so they, they act with their heart first. And then when they start thinking about it, they go, man, that was dumb. Heart first, then brain. That is not the right order. Then you have the people who act with their bodies first. When they have things like, uh, like fun and food and sex, and those sort of decisions uh, uh, drive them first. Those are the people who you find in jails, in parties, and in gutters, where that's their driving force, and that is the, the decision maker at the very beginning. That is not a life to live first. And those are the people who are very animalistic, the canines. Do you want to be a king or do you want to be a canine? And so if you organize your thoughts first and then use your heart to validate it second, and then your body uh, making the decision only when it's appropriate and, and at the appropriate time, doing it in that order, then you can, be, can consider yourself royalty or a leader among people. And so that is the practice. That is how you actually um, uh, can, can not just have intelligence, but that is how you are wise. And that is the secret to this, is having wisdom, okay? So now let's, let's uh, go to these tips that you're asking about, yeah. okay? So the tips, and by the way, to go back to the Hebrew, um, because melech, is where we talk about king. The, uh, if we go backwards on that, kelem, that is where we have body, then heart, then mind. That is the root word for calamity, mm. right? And so, which means an embarrassment. So when you have people who actually act like that, they are an embarrassment to society, right? So it's not an accident, all right? Yeah, I, just want, I, just wa I just wanted to, 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 to bring that up before we move on. Now, yeah. so, 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 so for some tips, okay? Some tips. One of my favorite authors and favorite people is someone by the name of Annie Duke. Annie Duke is a professional poker player. 
Someone who has to be good at making decisions, right? And at taking action. And in the game of poker, which, which I wish I knew how to play, right? I, I really wish I knew how to play this because not only do you have to make a decision on if your hand is better than the others, but you also have to know um, uh, what does my opponent know about me and what do I know about my opponent and what do I think my opponent knows about me and what do I think I know my opponent knows about me and it just goes this deeper and deeper and deeper thing and then there's bets etc 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 now this is what's very important is if you have a poker hand for example and you have a 75% chance of winning a poker hand and you knew that and your opponent has a 25% chance of winning a poker hand. Uh, you should play that hand and you should not fold. However, you still have the chance to lose. If you play that poker hand and the other person wins and they only had a 25% chance of winning and you lost, was that a bad decision? If you lost? No, no it was not. No. You had a 75 chance percent of winning but you lost. Here's the important thing. Your outcome does not measure the quality of decision. It does not measure the quality of decision. You had a 75% chance of winning. That's what's important about it. So what you do, if you are reading, if you're in business and you have to go over proposals and you have to go over estimates and you are doing this and you have to do what is most probable. And if you are making decisions on what is most probable, the most amount of times, then you are going to win more often. So the outcome is not a measure of the quality of decision. So if you mess up, or if you have, are a leader and the people whom you lead mess up, it is not a measure of the quality of decision and it's not a measure of the quality of employee and it is not a measure of a quality of their decisions if they make it wrong. So long as they made the decision with their brain first. If they are making it with their heart first, or if they're making it uh, uh, with their bodily appetites, then it is a wrong decision. But if they came to you with the proposal and they, and they made an argument with uh, numbers and facts and figures, and they really put their, their brain to the test, then you know that they made the right decision. Wow. Right? Yeah, Okay. that makes total sense. So that is, that is uh, the one approach. The other approach, and this is really for the introverts in the room, like myself. I'm actually an introvert by nature. Um, and uh, this comes from another one of my favorite people, and this is Grant Cardone. Phenomenal person, okay? Because remember, brain first, then heart. It does not diminish the importance of the heart, okay? Um, now, the heart, um, a lot of times people have fear. And uh, Grant Cardone says that fear stands for false events appearing real. That's very, very important. Now, when you have fear, that means that what you are about to do is the right decision. That is important. If you are anxious, if you have fear, if you are a little bit jumpy, 
If you have that anxiety, especially you introverts like myself, it means that you should do it. And this is the important uh, point next. You should do it right now. Fear's favorite food is time. So if you give fear time, you will talk yourself out of it. And you introverts like myself know that that is true. You give yourself excuses and you give yourself time and you wait and wait and wait. There's plenty of reasons not to do it. They, they are false events appearing real. And so um, as long as you made the decision with your brain, that moment you feel, you feel uncomfortable is the signal. It's the starting gun that now is the time you should act on it immediately. Okay? And so that is, that is um, how you make uh, uh, the decision. So, Dang. yes. Dang, okay, that's, wow, that's some, uh, you know, I really like, I, I really like this approach. Number one, you've given facts behind it. I love the brain concept, the brain, heart, body concept. It makes so much sense, puts it into such a realistic and easy way of understanding our decisions as human beings. Um, so I want to go really, really practical here uh, and just kind of break, continue to break this down more, right? Let's say, let's say I'm just a bad decision maker. And to be honest, I am at times, right? Uh, whether that be day-to-day -day decisions, you know, small things, where to go eat and, and really simple things to really like big goals, like starting a business, uh, you know, getting to a good place with that relationship with your partner whatever it is, that big action, what are just some more like specific practical ways to get that? Okay, very good question. Here, here's the thing, making decisions is really about taking action, okay? Right. And so you really have to be conscious um, um, that, uh, that in order to be better at this, you really have to be a good practicer at it, okay? And so the, the, the people who are better at making decisions are the ones who practice the most, okay? It's okay to mess up. It's okay to, um, it's, it's okay to learn from these decisions. In, in fact, uh, um, like I said before, when you are um, uh, uh, making a decision, it's not the outcome that measures the quality of the, the decision. You have to take action, okay? And you can't beat yourself up based on an outcome. But please be conscious that if you feel like you are getting emotional, you have to take a step back and reset and say, am I making this with my heart or if, am I making this with my brain? And if you are making this decision with your brain, then take the action. A, a good decision is an action decision. It's, it's, it's actually taking that, that action, okay? Yeah. That's, that's what you're doing. If you are sitting down and you are paralyzed and if you are doing nothing and all you are doing is analyzing, that's the def definition of a bad decision maker. If all you are doing is thinking about it, right? right? Yeah. But then it goes back to the fear. If you're fearful about something, then just do. Just do. The fear is the signal that that is the moment you should be doing something. So how do you, now let's, let's go even deeper into that because you know, that outcome is probably what scares a lot of people. So how do you avoid it? Like, 
how do you avoid those emotions? I guess taking a step back is what you're describing, but like, you know, how do you, how do you separate that and say, listen, I'm not going to beat myself up for this. And, uh, how do, how do you avoid, how do you avoid those emotions or how do you turn from your heart to your brain? I, I would, here's what I would do. I would ask for feedback. I would ask for feedback. I would ask people, um, um, I would, I would ask for feedback for people who I trust. And I would actually probably read two books. Okay. I would read two books. I would, I would read the book uh, Thinking in Bets by Annie, Annie Duke. Thinking in? in Thinking in Bets Thinking by, in by Annie Duke. And I would read The 10X Rule by, uh, by Grant Cardone. I think those are two phenomenal books uh, that I would probably read, and, and some that have uh, shaped my thinking uh, as well. And the thing is, is if you think about reading those books, it's not going to do a dang thing. <laughs> you actually have to, to, to read them. And so buying them would probably be a, a good first step. Uh, but, uh, but really, um, um, I would also probably, uh, this is probably one of the biggest things that uh, I have done that have uh, really helped me is to wake up earlier. Oh, wake up okay. earlier. When you wake up earlier, what I have found that uh, uh, when you wake up earlier, you kind of force yourself to do something else, yeah. right? Yep. Your day is longer. You have more things to do in the day. And we, because you have more things to do in the day, you can actually do tasks that you didn't otherwise know that you, you could do. I love waking up earlier because the day is longer and there is more things to do. Because we always have this creep of, of I don't have a time to do stuff, right? And it's this, yeah. uh, this lie that we tell ourselves, I just don't have time. Yes, you do. Just wake up earlier. You can't create time by going to bed later. You can create time by waking up earlier. Thanks. Well, I, that's such a practical, that's something that everyone can do. Everyone, and you know, and it's so easy to make an excuse to even do that. But, but such a great, such a great tip. Thank you. So let's go. I, I want to dive a little bit into possibly some of your stories or your experiences in your life. And so do you have an experience or this could be maybe in the life of your students where decision making has really made all the difference. It was kind of that gap uh, between them sitting and them actually accomplishing their goal where really improvement decision making has completely turned their life around. Yes, I actually want to give a story of my wife because okay. I want, I was there to witness it, okay? And I, every time I have the opportunity to put her and my children on a pedestal, I'm gonna do it because she deserves it. this, okay? And then I'm going to give another story that's okay. everyone's story. Okay. Uh, and it's somewhat, something everyone is familiar with, okay? So um, we were at a trade show. It's called the uh, ASD Trade Show in Las Vegas. If anyone's familiar with it, it's a huge trade show and it's in the smack dab middle of August in Las Vegas. It's super, super hot and it's miserable uh, to be there in that weather. And um, it's a big wholesale trade show and we had some wholesale experience. We were making small orders at the time. Uh, we had some uh, experience in selling uh, retail products at that time. And uh, we were just there not to make any big orders. We were there to peruse and just kind of incrementally increase our business. Uh, and we were there and we came across a booth and we were just browsing this booth. My wife was interested and she came in and we were talking to uh, one of the vendors there and, uh, and just having this short conversation. 
and then all of a sudden the, the vendor, he mentioned, he's like, yeah, we don't know what we're going to do because we have a guy that comes here every single year and he buys out our entire booth um, and, and because we don't have a way to pack up all of our stuff and go home. We don't have the money to do that. And so my wife completely surprised me and she said, we'll buy out all of your inventory right now. And it surprised the crap out of me. I, I didn't know what she was saying because I didn't know if we had the money to do that for one. Yeah. We had rented a medium-sized car to drive down there. I didn't know we, ha we had no trailer hitch or anything like that. I didn't know the logistics of getting it all out of that or anything like that. She is the accountant and, uh, of our business. That's her trade, by the way. And so I didn't know what we were gonna do. And she said, yeah, we'll buy your booth. And how much stuff was this? Like just to get over 5,000 units of product. Whoa, okay. Thanks. It was a medium so sized booth. Enough. Yeah. They were smaller items in display cases, but there were over 5,000 units there. And even if they were a dollar each, that's five grand. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I didn't know what the value was. She said, we'll buy your booth. And so I just went there and went, what? Like, and we talk a lot about this sort of thing. When you come from $110,000 in debt and get out of it, you make every money decision together as a couple. Right. Okay, that's just something that you establish. And, and uh, she said, yeah, we'll buy your booth. And he said, okay, we need at least 500 bucks right now. And so she whipped out a check and wrote $500 uh, for a check. Uh, and then we went, we turned a corner and then we said, what? And we had the conversation. Turns out, when we went in there, she saw three products that she has already sold in our retail business. And she knew that they sold really well. She saw the price on them and she knew how fast they sold. Even if nothing else sold, she knew that she could source those and, and sell out of everything. So even if something else in that booth sold well, she knew that uh, it would pay for itself regardless. So she thought with her brain immediately. And as the accountant, she knew everything else was there. And so me not knowing that, I was like, okay, what's going on here? And so that really surprised me. She had the knowledge already. Now, there were some other things that we had to figure out. We actually had to box up. Um, we could have hired the convention center to box up stuff uh, for us, but that would have been an exorbitant cost. We were actually able to uh, find some people who would box them up for us with saran wrap. We hurried up and daisy chained the stuff out. It, it took 11 boxes to put everything up, uh, up in saran wrap and get them out really, really quick. That medium sized car fit 11 boxes exactly. And we went home and now we are the exclusive buyer of all of that, uh, that uh, wholesaler's products. Every single year we go to ASD, we buy that entire booth ourselves. We took over that guy's lost opportunity. And so it's been the greatest uh, wholesale experience that we have because my wife had the foresight to see everything and it was amazing. So Dang. a very good experience uh, um, uh, with, uh, with thinking with your mind and, and, and walking into the opportunity. The other story I want to mention is the story of the tortoise and the hare. One that everyone knows. Here's the thing about the tortoise and the hare and why it's the worst fable ever written. The thing is, is that hare, being an animal, made a decision with its body. It decided to take a nap. That hare had no business taking a nap. It did not need to take a nap. And so we, as business owners, if you're a business owner and teachers of business owners, we do not have to take naps. We do not have to slow down. 
we can keep going and we can, we can wake up every single morning and we can go fast, leaving all tortoises in the dust. The best decision that we can make is to wake up every single day, is to persevere, to never quit, and of course, to be wise. Wow. That sums it up. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Well, and I, oh man, I love that. So, and maybe this, this kind of answers this last question here. But if we were to summarize this whole thing, right? If someone, if someone listening to this podcast was to remember one thing from this, what would it be? I th- if I was to summarize this whole thing, is it would be that making decisions is actually an action. And to be wise in doing it. Use your brain first, your heart second, and put your body, and, and put your, uh, a body in its place at the right time. I love it. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Ben, for taking the time. I'm sure we'll get you on again. You have all the answers, it sounds like. So uh, we're super thrilled to, uh, to have you here and, and we're excited to have you on again. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been, sure. it's been fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That wraps it up. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I urge you to subscribe if you're on YouTube or follow the podcast if you're listening to this and so that you can get more. We'll have Ben on again. We also have all Achieve Today coaches really talking about different concepts and ideas to propel you forward in life. So these are gonna benefit you. Uh, So make sure that you hit that subscribe or follow button and we will talk to you soon.